It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOCNation. Stop. Booyah! What an entrance was that, man. Holy moly, Rice O'Roney. What Stepping our, our game up. <laughs> yeah, someone found the options on the computer, I see. Uh, yeah, no, I had someone make that for us. So uh, oh, cool. I got I some like other stuff cartoon. made too. So I'll have to show you that later. That's the one I picked to use for today, though. Yeah, I like your cartoon. Yeah, I thought that you know, I figured we didn't do much with that picture here, and really all we're gonna really do is eight by ten. So I was like, it'd be cool to do something else with that, and that's really our only good picture, dude. I love yeah, to see know. what other pictures we have, and they're all when we're you know having a good time, and they're really nothing we can use as show promotion stuff. So. Yeah, like us, Wale and um <laughs> yeah, Wale Mania for sure. What what up, Nick? What's up, Nick? How's it going? Yeah, man. Uh, so I was like, I want to do some of that picture. So I thought that was a cool idea. I think we look like cool cartoons. Yeah, dude. I was like stoked. I saw that. I was like, whoa, that's cool. That's definitely what we should do for the 8x10s. Right. I'm down with that. So what's going on, man? How's your week going? Dude, it's going good, man. It's been super busy. Um, I had a show last week, I believe it was. Um, Atomic. It was really well. Um, I wrestled against this guy, Alex Todd, and then now uh, in two weeks I have a show with Atomic and I'm wrestling Chico Adams for the, um, I believe it is for some type of championship that he holds. I don't know what, because I know he's not the heavyweight champion, so I don't I don't, I don't know what the other title is. Um, I mean, hopefully, so. Hopefully it's not hardcore. I don't think it is. I saw it too, I, and I don't remember off the time I had it. For a zero something championship or something. I don't, I don't know the name of it. All I know is though, you've already had the tag champs and you've been the heavyweight oh. champ. 
uh, for Atomic. So you'd be like a triple crown champion for Atomic if you pulled this off. Yeah. I mean, really, I just want to go back after Shannon Moore. On it. Me and Shannon Moore had like one of the best chemistries and some of the best matches that um, I've had. And I really enjoy going to battle against Shannon Moore. I mean, that guy is so good in the ring. And uh, he's probably one of the guys that <clears throat> every time I go against, I know that I got to bring my A game. And, you know, he's been one of the guys that stepped up my wrestling. There you go. That's right. Yeah, man. I, I want to see you go for that. I mean, you need to get that title back. That's uh, definite for sure. Um, yeah. So Nick uh, says that we need to give a huge shout out to Red Velvet for last night on AEW, as well as her time on Dark this last week, teaming up with uh, Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. Looks, that's a pretty cool little tag team, I believe. So, huh? Yeah. Mixing it up. I like it. It was fun to watch them together. It really yeah, was. They had great chemistry. And, man, Red is really stepping up her game in the ring. I mean, last week she did her standing moonsault. She hasn't done that in a really long time. And every time she has a match, she's always challenged herself to do a new move and to just make herself better. And that's what I think has really made her shine in AEW is that she's going out there and always doing new stuff and never getting stale and bringing a lot of cool energy and great energy into the uh ring yeah most definitely you know it's cool too she's gonna have a chance to uh as well because in, in all honesty like aw's women uh, women's division has been left to desire like they haven't done as good as people thought they were going to with the people they brought in right off the bat so you know and a good example of that is i think the women's champion hasn't been on dynamite in a few weeks till this last week and then there's kind of a match uh, at full gear but there's real no story to it or anything it's just her and Nyla jacks are gonna wrestle again for like the third time so yeah, uh, to see that like red's kind of because it feels like they're building a story with with red and 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 brandy and some of these other girls that are starting to come up now that it's cool because they can be the group that really make that first real big impression for the women's division for AEW now. Yeah, like you're saying, um, it's really cool that AEW is actually doing a storyline and you can start to see it. And as a fan, that's that's always what you wanted. Uh, like we as a fan, we love storylines. We love like not just, oh, he wrestles him tonight. You know, we love the buildup. We love like, you know, let it drag out, drag out for like a month. Let us get emotionally invested into what we're watching because if we're emotionally invested in what we're watching, we're going to pay attention. We're going to make sure that we don't miss one second of it. But then when you do these quick little storylines here and there, you kind of get lost up in the shuffle and everything looks the same. But when you actually really spend time and create a storyline, which AEW is doing with Red and Brandy, it really – it makes you want to watch. It makes you want to be invested. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not just saying that because she's my girl. I'm just saying, like, I enjoy good stories. I, it's like a good movie or a good book or a good podcast. You want to hear the stories. You want to, you know, get to know the people, figure out why are they fighting? What's the reason why she's going to battle? Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm excited to see where this goes. And, you know, yeah, Nick, you're right. Weston uh, Red Velvet Wrestling Power Couple. I know another power wrestling power uh, wrestling power couple that's in AEW that I'm just saying would make a great feud. Uh, Nick also said it was the Atomic Next Level title is what you're going to be winning this next week. 
and we'll be calling you that on the next episode then um oh. yeah the darby and cody storyline that's pretty good stuff as well which is interesting that you bring up cody because that was something i was going to ask you about wes and that is uh, it came out this week that wwe was not going to go any further on the trademark of cody rhodes so he's technically got his name back and he came oh. out yeah, and he came out on Dynamite last night, and actually when they went off air, it said that I, I can now be Cody Rhodes again. But then here's the thing. He also did an interview. It must have been today. Because today's Thursday, so Dynamite is like So either last night or today, where he's actually said, though, he's probably going to just go by Cody, though, in the wrestling world. He's not going to probably bring back the Rhodes to it. So you being someone who comes from a, fa- a wrestling family uh, and carries you know, a legendary name, what's your thoughts on that like do you think maybe i mean he he's free to do what he wants but i mean i i think it'd be cool if he started going by cody Rhodes again uh and not just cody i don't like wrestlers i don't like that all these wrestlers are going towards just a one word name either you know um i disagree with you i believe that cody's worked so hard and did it all without his kind of using his last name. I mean, you know, Cody's super proud of his last name. Everyone has mad respect for Dusty. And, you know, that's not even a question. But the question is that he worked so hard and separating himself. And even though WWE, you know, said, you can't use your name. He still said, screw you. I'm going to make it no matter what. I think that's kind of his mindset is when he sits back and looks at it. And he's thinking, he's like, should I let WWE win and use my real name? Or should I keep using the name that's blazed trails and separated myself from everybody else and did it all without having to use my last name? For me, that's pretty powerful. Um, I think I would do what Cody's doing, to be honest with you. I get that. I definitely get the whole not doing uh, what W, you know, giving up to the WWE and using, you know, finally getting the name back and them using it. Um, you know, Billy, Trisha, what's up, guys? Uh, so I definitely get that. I just think, and, and no taking away from what he said, he doesn't need the name to make it, or he didn't need it to make it because he's he's up there. You know, he, he's top of that company, whether he's in the main event or not. I mean, he's just one of the stars. So. Uh, it would just be fun to still be able to call him Cody Rhodes, I think. But let me ask you this. When you broke in, was the are there any other names you thought about? Did you think about doing something else? Or was it always going to be Wes Briscoe? Now, I do understand, though, you went as Wes. You, you, I mean, you were Wes Briscoe, obviously, in, in, the, in the wakeboarding world. I mean, that's your name. So it would be hard to come from this professional athlete life into there. But was there thoughts of it? Were you like, right. separate the worlds? Yeah, of course they did the stupid, uh, sit down and give us 10 names that you'd like to be called. And you're like, oh, great. Like, that's like the worst thing possible. It's like 10? That's a lot. And yeah, the chance that they might call me one of these names? Woof. So, you know, of course. But then, like you said, I came from the extreme sports background. So I already had a pretty strong following international, not just in the U.S., like, all over the world from Singapore to Australia to everywhere because of my professional wrestling from Mexico. I mean, for my professional wakeboarding, um, I turned pro at 18 and 
you know, I toured the war, the world from 18 to 26, where I pretty much went to every single country, every single state. I've done multiple RV trips to every single state promoting our company, our boards, and then, of course, my own pro model, the signature West Briscoe Gator Board. And um, <clears throat> so I kind of already had, like, a pretty big following going into wrestling, and they kind of wanted to capitalize on that because – my whole pitch was like, let me try to bring some people that normally wouldn't watch wrestling, and let's see if they, we can bring that crowd because, you know, that's a pretty big crowd, the extreme sports crowd. I mean, you got snowboarding, you got skateboarding, you got surfing. You know, there's so much stuff to do. So it's, you know, there's a whole fan base out there, you know, like Darley Allen. He's starting to bring the skateboarding scene. You know, a lot of the skateboarders, you know, he did a stunt with Steve-O, and I believe he did some stuff with Tony Hawk. So there's a lot of cool stuff to breach out and try to get a new audience and a new fan base. And I think that's what they were going for. And, you know, I was up, to be honest with you, you could have called me Susie. I didn't really care. I just wanted to get in that ring and wrestle. Nice. Do you remember any of the names you wrote down? No, it was way too long ago. Oh, man, I wish. Way too long ago. I so wish you could find that list. I just, just so curious to know what you came up with. Yeah, it was way too long ago. That's great. I know my dad helped me with some stuff. Did he? Yeah. I, you know, that's the thing though. It'd be hard to, like you said, you came from a background of pro sports already. So, like, it like to me, if anybody who watched you in that world and then was watching wrestling, it would be like, well, why is he not? He was West Briscoe. Like he's why is he doing this weird the new name now you know what i mean like it would be weird when you have notoriety but then you just cut it off and start something completely different but then you know some people also are like leaving the past behind stuff like that depending on what their road to get them there was so yeah man, i mean I, I had a great past in uh professional wakeboarding you know i i ended up i ended on my own note and i was really successful um, I had my two pro model boards. I was sponsored by Kicker, by all these crazy companies. Um, I looked a pretty good life, and uh, I, it, I'll never look back on it and wish I never did it. It was, it was awesome. I got to see the world. So why not capitalize on all that, you know? So, you know, of course, I tried to bring the little bit of extreme sports. And as I kind of started evolving my character in wrestling, like from FCW. I became a little bit more, I went back to my roots, which was amateur wrestling. Um, I have two different black belts, boxing. I went into more of a little bit of snug, little bit of rough style, but yet every once in a while I'll start doing the big flips off the top rope or, you know, moonsault or whatever you want. I can pretty much do, but as I've got older, my style has changed and I've got a little bit more just not saying angry, but more intense, more just if I'm in that ring, it's for a purpose and you better be ready because I'm ready to whoop that ass every time I step in that ring. Hell yeah. So how many years in total were you doing the wakeboarding as a pro? As pro? As pro. Like as a job, eighteen to twenty-five. Oh, okay. So now, do me a favor on because to me, when I think wakeboarding, I mean you can pull behind a boat going how fast? Twenty-five to twenty-three. It's basically snowboarding behind a boat. 
Right. And you're going at good speeds. You're hitting waves. Water hurts if you fall. We all know this. So, Especially when you're going that fast. Yeah. So my question is, like, what do you think is the, I mean, obviously rough wrestling is a rough, uh, you know, world to be in, but wakeboarding and extreme sports could be just as rough. So, I mean, what do you think, which one's harder on the body? Would you say? They're the same. You think? They both feel like once you get done, it feels like you've been in a car accident every single time. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And you've been going at it since you were 18, man. I mean, longer, younger than that. I mean, you got to think. Oh, I, I did your pro at 18. Yeah. Like I did amateur wrestling. I did football. I did um, boxing. I did um, mixed martial arts. And then also wakeboarded that whole time, you know, through high school while I was doing all those sports. And then as soon as I graduated high school, I went straight on the pro circuit. I would have went earlier but I was going for a state championship in wrestling and I couldn't quit school and, and start wrestle. So I had to just wait, finish the wrestling season. And by then wakeboarding season was over with. So I might as well just get my diploma and like graduate. So I kind of just stuck it out. And then I did the pro circuit the next year coming up. So let me ask you this. And this kind of ties in. I see a question out here uh, asking about, like your parents basically like when you were in high school like so for me man like i don't know what it was like for you but for me and we're from two different worlds too uh and different parts of the country where things are different so me growing up in high school i like i don't remember any like i don't remember my fam my parents really being like we want this for you other than just be successful be with that so and i was involved in different things not near as much as you so it was for me it was kind of broadcasting i think that was known halfway through high school that it was like i want to be in enter you know broadcasting entertainment something like that didn't know where that was going to go at that time and to be honest when i decided on radio as a profession and then went to school and did all that i got i i, I got like pushback from my parents kind of i felt like it wasn't really fully supported and i've had these talks with my parents before about you know that back in the day because now i'm i'm old and we talk about things now <laughs> uh and, and to me like i never felt like i had that support but i'm just questioning like when you were doing all these different things and had all these avenues because all around you're just a great athlete so like were your parents there kind of being like oh you know the football field looks really nice or were they you know you know hey you go to the olympics wrestling or were they kind of just like hey man whatever it is just go as long as it wasn't interrupting the sports that I was doing. <clears throat> so during wrestling season, all I did was wrestle. When that's done, football season, all I did was football. When that was done, I wakeboarded until the next season, the next sport. In between, I did boxing, MMA, just, and that's like at nighttime. So, like, you can't wakeboard during nighttime. So, you know, for some, I felt like my parents did it just to keep me out of trouble. I figured the more sports I did, the more that I was just like, because in Florida, and there's a lot of bad things happening. Like in high school, I've seen so many drug overdoses. I've seen so much crazy stuff, and that's in high school. And I, I, I figured that they did it just to keep me away from trouble. And the more that I'm involved in sports, the less I can mess up because I'm not around, you know, bad stuff. And living in Florida. You know, you, it's 
one of the beautifulest places in the world, but yet it also has its dark side. So, you know, I felt like they really just pushed me into sports. And as long as I didn't mix the two sports and kind of like lose my focus, they were cool. So as long as I was just focused on whatever task that was in front of me, they fully supported me. Let me ask you this, because you mentioned that you had possibly were going to maybe do the wakeboarding before you were even done with high school. So I yeah. assume that, that would have meant you'd have been, you would have just, would you have dropped out? Yeah, I was, I was really close to dropping out. Uh, how, how did that go over at home? Because I know if I was ever I in that position. Okay. That go over. And that's why I didn't. <laughs> okay. If it was up to me, I probably would have. Yeah, my parents would have killed me if that would have. Yeah, and I had good grades, so it was like, they were like, you know, I was like, I'll just go get my GED. They're like, no, look, you can just, you need to get your high school diploma. I'm like, all right, whatever. Right. You know, that's, it's amazing, though, because, you know, it's like, but I can make money. Oh, I was already making money at being an amateur because I had sponsors. So I was already making money. I was just wasn't making like serious money. So then were they very like were they really cool? Did they come out and watch the tournaments and stuff and the competitions for the wakeboarding as much as they could? My dad would travel with me as much as he could. That's dope. It was like me and my dad's thing. Nice. My mom would come every once in a while or she'd just ride in the boat or something. But like it was crazy. One time we had Chavo Guerrero. I believe we talked about that story. We brought him to one of the wakeboard contests and yeah, we did. one of the judges. I don't know. Yeah, guys, yeah. check it out on YouTube. You can watch that interview where we he tells that story. Yeah, so it was it was really, really fun. And uh I had a great time. And then, you know, of course, that led into going into FCW, which was like a whole nother beast. Like I, I don't think I've ever talked about it. The transfer of being a professional wakeboarder to a professional wrestler is totally different. I mean, it is night and day. And I was kind of a deer in headlights at first. I'm like, what is going on here? It's like a whole nother playing field. And like in the wakeboarding industry, there wasn't too many like people trying to rat you out or people like, you know, shady people trying to fight for their job or, you know, you're trying to steal their spot or just, you know, there's not that hatred compared to pro wrestling. There's a lot of hatred. There's a lot of walking on eggshells and professional wakeboarding. There is no eggshells. There is no like everybody's cool with everybody. I mean, of course you got the occasional dick, but other than that, everybody's like, what's up? You know, Hey man, you better be ready. You know, I'm bringing my game, you know, like, that's how it was in professional wrestling. You got egos, you got people that think that they're better than other people. It's just, it's a whole other beast. And me coming from that wakeboarding world, I was like, holy moly. But luckily, I know how to hold my own. So I was like, you know, if anybody wants to test me, I'll scrap them like straight up. Like, and so my dad said too. So I wasn't really scared. And back in those, back in those days, you could, you, you could get a little stiff or shoot on somebody and not get in trouble. You know, these days you can't do it. You'll get in trouble. But, um, you know, I just made sure that no one messed with me. And it was a shocker because I remember coming in there and, like, one of my gimmicks was I was wearing board shorts. And I remember uh, just before I became friends with Johnny Curtis, he's like, someone's already has that gimmick. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, what's a gimmick? What are you talking about? I'm like, why does he hate on me? Because I got board shorts. 
then I realized that he was saying another wrestler with board shorts. And then, of course, you know, my smart ass is like, well, you're wearing tights, and my dad wore tights before you did, so what's up with that? You're copying everyone else. And then, of course, we became friends afterwards because he was like, damn, he kind of was like witty. Because I like, I thought about it, and I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. And then I went up and approached him. I was like, you know, hey, if you want to hate on me for, you know, wearing board shorts, you need to hate on all these other guys because they were our tights. And if you want to say who did it first, you know, my dad wore tights before you did. So what does that mean? You know, and my uncle. So shut up. You know, and then we, came, we, we became friends. So let me ask you this then. Was there no preparation from from your dad before going into the business as far as like in FC, FCW? Like as far as like you said, you didn't know what he was talking about with the gimmick. Like did you how much did you know about the professional uh, wrestling world before you started it? Like how much was were you kind of in tune with? About fifty percent. Okay. Yeah, it's always interesting yeah. just to see when because it's something that you were. Around. I did a little bit with Steve Kern uh, when I graduated high school, but then I moved so fast that like I did it for probably about six or seven months. Okay. And then, and then I moved to Orlando and did start my career there. So. Um, <clears throat> None. And then when I got signed, it was right after wakeboarding season. So I just was fresh off there and just went straight to their school. So I had no other than a long time. I mean, other than my amateur background and martial arts background, that's pretty much all I knew. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I remember my first match was against uh, Bo Rotundo. Um, I don't know what his name is now in WWE. Um, Bo Dallas, maybe. Yeah, Bo Dallas. I think it's just um, Bo now. Yeah, so I remember Dr. Tom going up to us, and they're like, you have a match. And I'm like, I've been three months in the game. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This was in Port Gorda, Florida. And and um, Taylor or Bo or whatever you want to call him, he was just as new as I was. We got signed pretty much at the same time. I mean, we've known each other our whole lives. Right. So Dr. Tom looks at each other and goes, if you guys get lost, to start amateur wrestling. And we're like, what? Like, you can't really just start amateur wrestling. Like, what's he talking about? So we had a match. It was course the shits. But, you know, it was fun. And, uh, you know, it was a great learning experience. Let me ask you this thing, too, because when we had Heath Slater on the show a few months ago, he mentioned that the overall view of when you came in to FCW was people were a bit intimidated because, you were some, you know, badass extreme sports guy, pro extreme sports guy. Did you have any clue to that? Because you seemed kind of surprised when he mentioned it. But like, so when you came in, like, because you kind of said, like, you, you know, it, a locker room for wrestling is intimidating. It can be when you're when you're the new guy. So like, did you pick up on that, or like, like you said, you know, uh, Fandango or Johnny Curtis, whatever you want to call him, kind of tried to intimidate you. Uh, well, I went, I went straight to the shooters, and back in those days. We used to be able to shoot before wrestling practice. Oh, nice. And so it would be me, Roberto Del Rio, Low Key, Michael Tarver, um, this guy, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Kafu. And who else would get in there? There maybe a couple other guys. But before practice, we would actually do like amateur wrestling and and jujitsu before practice 
we would get we'd get an hour of that, and then we'd go to practice and go practice. But we just enjoyed learning each other's style and learning different arm bars and just you know it's a different type of cardio and we enjoy doing that. So I kind of just went straight to the shooters and kind of just like went there. And then a couple of the second generation wrestlers, of course, came to me and was like, Hey man, if you need anything, you know, of course we're brotherhood. So, you know, after a couple of weeks, everything was all right. You know, it just took like about a month of that weird, awkward stage of everybody, like kind of testing everybody and trying to see, you know, Hey, is this guy just a punk? See here just because of his last name or, is this guy ready to, you know, whip some ass? Right. That's crazy, man. That's a that's just a crazy wild ride from such a young age for you, man. Like that's yeah. great. I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, for me, I you know, for being a professional wakeboarder, I was always on TV, you know, I was always on ESPN, you know, for the extreme sports for the X Games and stuff like that. So being on TV wasn't really too surprising to me. For me, it was just being in a small little room with thousands of people watching you wrestle. It's just like, whoa. Like, of course, you know, when I amateur wrestle, there's a couple of tournaments where there's a lot of people, but nothing like a professional wrestler where they're ch- chanting your name or they're booing you or, you know, they're heckling you or whatever it is. It could be anything. It's just a whole nother ball field and, you know, I, I love the adrenaline rush of just walking through that curtain and just going at it. You know, it's something that, you know, I was just born to do. Yeah, man, there's nothing. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a difference from being like at a, like a state tournament where you're really competing to you're in a wrestling show and you're performing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it is. It's a performance. You guys are doing art in that ring. So, man, that's crazy. And we were talking before we went on here. Uh, about a wrestler that you you're digging right now uh over on uh nxt and i think it's still the nx nxt uk i don't think he's yeah, even I believe it's the NXT UK. that's what yeah, it said yeah. on the tv when i was watching yeah, might, I, I can't remember well, it didn't really say that this said nxt and then at the uk symbol yeah yeah it's the uk uh I, he was champ at one time i can't remember if he is or not i'm really guys i'm really sorry but it's hard to keep up with everything and unfortunately nxk nxt uk is something I don't keep up 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 with as often as I, I wish I could. But Walter is who we're talking about, so I want to hear it because I, I do I've watched quite a bit of Walter on NXT as well as I've watched stuff uh, before he was with NXT. So, man, the guy first of all he's huge and just has a great look. Uh, but man, he could go in the ring with that size. So, uh, what were you thinking? Because you you mentioned you were digging him, and well, I one of my friends actually was like, "Hey, Wes, check this out." Because he knows, like, I'll watch wrestling only if it's, like, either really bad or really, really good. And he's like, dude, you will love this guy's style. And I've seen him before when he was, he did some stuff at NXT, and I was just kind of impressed with him. And I was like, man, this guy, this guy knows how to work. So then my buddy sent me the link, and I just clicked on the link on my phone, and it brought me to uh, – I forgot who he was wrestling against, but, man – what a great match. I mean, the finish was phenomenal. The chops, the way that they would work a body part, the way that they put in professional wrestling into, you know, making it look like a real shoot and not breaking out to song and dance. It was just absolutely amazing. 
yeah i'm i'm assuming you're talking about uh i'm I'm wondering if it's the match that just recently happened because uh, it just happened my buddy just sent it to me yesterday when i watched it okay. yeah yeah because it's got it's getting a lot of praise a lot of praise walter versus uh Ilya, i think is the guy's yeah, name that's what it was that's why i didn't really remember the names because it's like that's not really a professional's name professional wrestler's name yeah it's a little weird uh, but again, the, this is NXT, NXT UK. The UK keeps throwing me off. But yeah, uh, it went just over 25 minutes. It was on the UK uh, NXT show on the WWE Network this past Thursday. Walter retained his title in this brutal bout. And that's what I, I haven't watched this yet. But I'm making plans. To, I, I got a couple busy days here, but this weekend it's on the list to watch. Because uh, I've heard, I heard it was just brutal hard just hitting just great match but they did spots in between though they made it they threw in professional wrestling they made it what professional wrestling should look like in my eyes you know everyone has a different view and i that you know i view everyone's opinion the same like you know everyone has a valid opinion of what they want to perceive professional wrestling but i really thought walker was like man it made me actually want to watch wrestling again i was like ooh, i mean I love watching AEW. Like they, AEW, it's a love hate relationship with them right now. You know, I love watching my girl wrestle. I love watching Brian Cage. I love a couple of the other guys that they have. But then some of the stuff that they do, just I don't know if it's a trend because, believe it or not, I try to watch episodes of Impact and about. Four minutes into it, I turned it off and I vowed never to watch Impact ever again. And that sucks because I got friends on that show. But when they did that murder scene and Tommy Dreamer came out and they were like marking up the corpse and he was trying to act like he was like, ooh, what happened? What a mystery. I was like, what? Yeah, so like the crazy thing about that. Um, With wrestling. Yeah, the crazy thing about that whole segment is, because I, I don't know if you know how that like all led up to that. I don't was, care. I no, don't, I know you don't care, care. But here's what, here's what you got to hear though, because you're right. It's so. What do I think? Tell me. Tell me what's going to change my opinion about what. Oh no, no, it's not. I'm. It's going to further cement your opinion, but you got to hear it because it's just so crazy. And that is, they basically did like five, six weeks of this fake real world show, like old real world on MTV with a all those wrestlers that were in the ring during that wedding and like that's where this all came from and they would do a match each one or like a stupid match in the house it was the most bizarre thing and like tommy dreamers was the house owner or something and like it was really weird it was it it was strange and then during that is when this johnny bravo guy and rosemary get engaged and then the wedding happened on impact where he apparently dies which it's it's so weird because like you said there's some really great talent like rosemary i love rosemary i love watching her in the ring but like you said i don't need to see a wedding with a fake murder and i guess tommy dreamer is going to be detective so it's like what are they doing with that and then they also just took another huge hit with their women's division with kylie ray all of a sudden just retiring from wrestling wrestling now uh, out of nowhere and also no showing for bound for glory which well, and you know, well, for her, uh, she's got some really bad mental health issues, so she's going to leave everything to, to focus cool. on that. So, you know, well, whatever. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone, please go send her some positive vibes. Yeah. Just 
please send her some positive vibes. Nothing. Just try to cheer her up. And uh, you can do one thing for uh, the Briscoe and Big A show. Send her some messages and just send her some positive messages and try to cheer her up. Yeah, most definitely. I love Kylie Ray. I've been impressed with her. Don't don't mention wrestling. Just say, hey, we're behind you. We support Mm -hmm. you. You yeah let her know you're there uh just an amazing talented person it's sad to see that she's struggling it's sad to hear that some of it may have come on because of the wrestling fans which is something you and i have talked about and i've talked about on on other shows and with other people and that's i don't know what's going on with the world of fans for the world of wrestling currently because there's a lot of bad people uh and i see it the female talent constantly daily dealing with this on their social medias and stuff and i do not understand what is wrong with these people uh, and I'm sure you've heard, you know, I'm I'm sure, unfortunately, you guys have to deal with it with Red Velvet and uh, just stupid fans saying stupid things, mainly male figures being, you know, the, creepy. the, the dumb, you know, creepy, just rude, just gross, just mean, you know what I mean? Uh, for Kylie Ray, it sounded like they were uh, body shaming her and that's what led her to leave AEW. And then she worked uh, her ass off to lose weight, came back to Impact. And we're still getting. No one should body shame anybody. No one should judge anybody. Definitely. Especially at the time, a world that we're living in right now, of anything, we should embrace everybody and support everybody. There should be no divide. There should be no whatever. Don't. And the people that are shaming her, I guarantee you, are probably not in shape. I guarantee you the people that are shaming her are not athletic and don't have the guts to step into the ring in front of the TV. So, you know what? I really feel like, you know, it's, it's bull crap and people should just stop. There is it being a keyboard tough guy doesn't get nothing out of life. It doesn't prove nothing. You might be right. Some of the times, but most of the time you're wrong and just be a good person. There's no reason for you to shame somebody else for whether it's them, their size, their color, the way, even if the way they wrestle, who cares? I stopped judging people a long time ago. And like, I would like, I would judge people and like, Oh, I don't like his style of wrestling or his style of wrestling doesn't fit my style of wrestling. And then once I realized, you know what? We're all entertainment. We're all entertaining people. I don't care anymore. You can do whatever you want. As long as, you know what, you get chairs, whatever, that's fine with me. Do whatever you want. I'm over trying to fight for, oh, wrestling should be this way. You know what? I give up. So I think everyone else should, you know, if you got hate in your heart, just let it out. Get, like, stop, you know? I don't know. I don't get it either because it's like wrestling fans right now should be loving the time we're in. You've got two major shows. You've got like three other like decently big in, uh, promotions going, plus all the independents that are around the country. There's right so now. much good wrestling going on right now. Much. Like, I'm happy that there's this much wrestling. And everybody's shape and size works to their advantage. She's a hell of a wrestler. You know, you don't like that's like people making fun of Red Velvet because maybe she's short. Yeah, she will whip your ass. I'm telling you right now, as a man that's six foot and over 200 pounds, she will whip your ass. I believe it. I saw her punches the other night. What? I said, I believe it. I saw her punches in the ring the other night. Those things look. Oh, she won't be scared of Naya Rose. 
You oh, saw no, I mean, the, I, I, yeah, that and the, the, she was throwing some good punches during that uh, tag match, too, man. Yeah. Oh, man, she's got hands. Yeah. And like, you know, never judge people. Always just, you know, like my dad says, you never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sad that this has to happen in the run. It's sad that, you know, it caused someone who had a very promising career upcoming career in this world now to have to quit it uh it just doesn't make sense i mean she's so talented she's a beautiful woman that's the other thing that makes no sense when people are like she's gross it's like she's beautiful what are you talking about and a rule is them to judge and to tell someone if they're gross right i mean no like you're probably gross i'm gross you know like everyone that has a great like who makes you judge to judge someone else you know like no one's perfect. Everyone's different, but don't ever judge someone. And, and to use harsh words like gross and body shaming, it's just horrible. Like we live in a world now that that stuff is uncalled for. And as us, we need to stick up for, you know, when we see someone getting bullied or getting someone getting shamed, we should stick up for them. We should not allow that to happen. So as a, you know, group and as a community, let's start sticking up for each other and let's start, you know, telling the people, hey, that's wrong because, you know, we can help and we can stop the problem too by stepping up. Yeah, especially in the wrestling world and the fan community, that's where it stops. You, you, we have to call each other out. Uh, so, you know, it just has to happen to change. But, uh, man, yeah, it's sad. But you are right, getting back to that original topic, and that is, they're going off the rails over there at Impact with whatever they got going on. Because I mean, the talent. I mean, dude, they got Sammy Callahan. You got Tommy Dreamer. You've got uh, Rosemary, Taya Valkyrie. You have Deanna Perrazzo. You've got... Uh, East Slater, Rhino, Luke Gallows, right. Carl Anderson. EC3 the was there. He's already gone. EC3's gone? Yeah, he's done. This was his last week at Impact already. Oh, I guess he's probably going to AEW, I'm guessing. Something. Yeah, he's done. That's what I read. Yeah, I watched it and I was just like, holy moly. And then I watched like their little sports thing with like D Lo and stuff. And then that was god awful. It looked like D Lo did not give, did not care at all. D Lo was like, why am I here? Why am I reading this? This is stupid. I was watching it and I was just like, this is the worst show I ever seen. Like, literally, dude better stuff on youtube than this like this is god awful i hate to like really bury a company like this but when i watched impact wrestling lord i ain't ever going back there yeah you can like forget said, about my guys you will not see west briscoe at impact wrestling yeah sorry for your luck as james too, i love sammy callahan and you know i love a lot of people luke gallows whatever Carl Anderson, Heath Slater, Rhino, you know, there's a bunch of good people, you know. Um, I don't, well, I did see that EC3 was doing some matches for ROH. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I believe he, he was he was at the ROH tournament coming up. That could definitely be right. It is a real shit show, Nick. You're definitely right. Uh yeah, man. Well, I heard NWA is coming back, or uh, they're getting some TV tapings going again now too. Which that's an interesting thing too. Seeing NWA, uh, the promotion Billy Corgan is reviving, working hand in hand with uh, AW, uh, AEW, 
because we've seen Thunder Rosa there. We saw yeah. her drop. talent she is. And, what? you know, I think she's the first female to have her own independent wrestling company, too. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Stephanie's actually worked for her company. So, our Red Velvet um, has actually worked for her company. So, big shout out to uh, Thunder Rosa for not only being a professional wrestler, but for owning her own company, booking her own matches, and pretty much being a boss, which I, you know, big hands up to Thunder Rosa. Like, what a badass woman, you know? For real. She is a badass chick, dude. Thunder Rosa is amazing. I love it. Love uh, love. Yeah, and then we've seen Serena Deeb, who won the title off Thunder Rosa at a different show, come yeah. out and put the title up uh, or wrestle on AEW with that title. But uh, yeah, and then on the pre-show for Full Gear this Saturday, she's going to have a title match, an NWA title match on the AEW Full Gear pre-show. So yeah, I want to see her Red Velvet. Oh, yeah. that'd be a great match. Dude, that would that would be pretty amazing. I mean, and, and they're all I mean, they're all apparently there working it because that's the other thing too. Billy Corgan did come out and say, uh, we've been saying this for a while, Nick, and I don't know, maybe Cody's just a little scared. I don't know. We'll see if you, he'll do you guys tweet it and make it happen. Yeah, Wes would take Cody in a heartbeat. That's probably why he's denying the match right now. But yeah, everybody let Cody know. Get on his Twitter. He sees him. We all know he reads his Twitter. Get on there. Let him know that uh, there's somebody he's dodging. But yeah, uh, dude, and that would be cool to see because they're all you know working uh, together under that I guess umbrella now. Yeah. But that's pretty, dude. That would. That's what I'm saying. That's. Uh, it's kind of funny because the NWA Women's Division almost felt like it was getting a little bit more love than the actual AEW's title was getting for a few weeks here, but. Those are some talented women that are coming in there. You know, Serena Deeb is a, she's a pro, a legend. You know, she was in a straight edge society with punk, uh, had a great independent career, now having this resurgence, uh, and is excellent in the ring. Thun- and like you said, we've we all said what we could say about Thunder Rosa. She's she's just the best. So, and then you got you got Red Velvet in there. You've got uh, some of these other new girls they brought in. The, you got the uh, Abaddon. Uh, character. Yeah, what a great wrestler she is. What a great character that is. Yeah, and she had a scare a couple weeks ago. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I'm not a liberty. Yeah, no, it, she's good though. That's the good thing though, is that it sounded like she was all right afterwards. But yeah, she's fine. She's good. Yeah, but I mean, that's just a great, like, it's captivating when she's on the screen. You can't look away. No, what she's a great. Ca- oh, it's so good. It really is. And this is why I'm saying there's so much hope for that women's division over there that I feel like they kind of were, they let everything else start before that, I feel like. But yeah, man, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be good. What do you think of Chris Jericho and MJF Saturday night? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> it's weird because it's a weird build to it. And I think the whole purpose was is they're supposed to they're gonna have MJ like Jericho's gonna put MJF over to be that big heel so he can go babyface again, but that's what it seems like, but it's been an interesting road to get to this match on Saturday. That's for sure. Uh, I got a headache. <laughs> uh you know what I want to know though is why and and Taz made a good point of this on the last episode, but 
I'm bummed that we're not going to get any Brian Cage on the full uh, full gear uh, card. Yeah, I I, that, I was kind of bummed on that too. I think Brian Cage just doesn't have an opponent. You know, like no one, everyone's scared, and everyone, Brian Cage has been walking through everybody. And sad thing is, is that you know. AEW, if they would just open up their eyes a little bit and uh, give someone a call, I'll go out there and whoop Ryan Cage's ass any day of the week. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, gonna say, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's going to be a walk in the park, but I guarantee you I'll put up more in a fight than that hot dog world-class eating champion did. I guarantee you that I will at least make him believe Make him hurt. Make him wish he never got in the ring with West Briscoe. I will make sure that he remembers my name, whether I got to stomp it onto his forehead or I got to put his arm into an arm bar and break that big-ass arm of his. My other question, my other question, because not question, but the other thing that'd be cool, though, is I'd like to see you with that FTW belt. Uh, I think it'd look good around your world, uh, your, your strap there. But the other thing, though, is, uh, you know, that came from Taz. Wasn't Taz part of your impact? Uh... Taz was part of that, but it doesn't matter. We're not talking about Taz right now. I don't care about Taz. We're talking about me going to verse Brian Cage and taking that title away from Brian Cage, the one that he holds so dearly to his heart. If You know, we were friends, and but I keep seeing him on Instagram. I keep seeing him hold that title. And I keep getting jealous. I hate to say that, but I'm getting jealous. That he's just broasting and bragging that he doesn't have any competition. He doesn't have anybody worthy of fighting him. But when he could just open up his eyes and realize, yeah, he does have someone willing to fight him. He does have someone willing to challenge him. It doesn't matter where it's at. I don't care if it's at the gym. I don't care if it's at the ring. I don't care if it's at the football field. I don't care where you put it. This is true, and I mean, it, it was given to him. It was given to him, so he hasn't had a real test. He didn't have, yeah, I agree. Well, guys, you got to let AEW know that this needs to happen, and you need to let Brian Cage know that it needs to happen. That's what you guys need to do. But yeah, they uh, they actually have a decent card for this weekend, though, man. Uh, we're gonna Did get the card up. Yeah, we're gonna get Cody and Darby Allen for the TNT yep. Championship. Okay, who who are you going for? I mean, I already know who's going to win, so I'm going for Cody. Yeah, I'm going Cody as well. It's going to be weird to see him lose it already. He just got it back. Uh, another match that's a lot, a lot of buzz about how this is going to be a really good match, and that is the uh, basically first contenders match for the world title in AEW. Kenny Omega versus Ham- Hangman Adam Page. I'm going with Hangman Adam Page. You're going to go with the Hangman? He's been drinking I'm his whiskey going- a lot. Yeah, I'm going with – I like Hangman, man. I think if he could uh, put down the bottle, I think it'd be good. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hangman as well. Uh, either way, it's going to be just a sick match. Those guys are going to go all out on that one. Uh, of course, there's uh, Sheeta versus Nyla Rose for the Women's Championship. I, who, I are think, for? What's that? who are you going for on this one? Who, you, who do you going like Nyla. She's had like four shots. She's got to get it eventually. I think so too, and I like her swagger. So – I mean, other than her going against Red Velvet, which, ugh, whatever. Um, I'm going with Nia. 
Yeah, I think that's going to be the, the safe bet. She's got Vicky Guerrero in her corner, too, man. I know. Things happen when you got Vicky with you. Uh, we got, uh, we already said Chris Jericho and MJF. Why is my, there we go. Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, they're going to have an elite deletion match. So what's interesting about this is obviously the last time these two had an actual match is when Matt Hardy took that very, 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 very scary, dangerous uh, spot. So, uh, and it's a deletion match. So my guess is this is happening at the Hardy compound, like the other two deletion matches that have happened. So I don't know. It could be creative. It could be cool. I just hope no one dies. I'm going for Matt Hardy. Yeah, I'm going to take Matt Hardy too. Uh, especially after that last match, man. He he needs to come out with a win. Uh, Orange Cassidy, John Silver was re- just added, I think, this week to the card. Yeah. Last night. Um, which I, I really like John Silver from the Dark Order. That guy's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and then again, uh, on the pre-show, NWA Women's World Championship, Serena D versus Allison K. Um, what'd you say? I'm going with Serena. Oh, yeah. Serena the whole way. And I didn't miss one match that we need to talk about as well. And that is the AEW Tag Team Championship match. A match that in, in the wrestling world has had a couple years of build, if not more than a couple years. In AEW, it's had a little bit of build. Uh, and that well, is not build. Zero. Yeah, I know. Uh, FTR and the Young Bucks is going to finally happen. Uh, sad news about this match, though, is I think it is Matt Johnson has an injured ankle uh, yeah. is what came out today. So we're not going to get probably that, uh, you know, match everybody, the dream match everybody was expecting from these two teams that, again, in the wrestling world, when these guys have been in different companies and online media sh- taking shots at each other, this has been a build for a few years, this dream match, and now we're going to finally get it. And, it, you know, and FTR came out and said it this week, too. I don't know if you heard that, but they said it, too. They weren't happy with this build up to this match. I don't understand why don't they just put this match off. Let someone else fill in and really give the people what they want when they don't really need to give this match away. You know, they could easily fill that spot with someone else. You know, Red Velvet and Brandy could go wrestle somebody. Like, you know what I mean? There's let, let, let another team go and let everyone heal up and let them fully go to battle 100%. Because, you know, as we all know, when the history book's been written, they're going to say, well, I didn't have my other tag team partner. So no matter what FDR does, if they win, they lose. It's it's a handicap. It, it doesn't look good for either one of them, to be honest with you. So in my eyes, if I was a booker, I probably would have scratched that match and maybe did maybe have FTR beat up the other young buck and put him in the hospital and then go from there and say, hey, you know, I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's kind of how I would have told the story, you know, beat them both up really bad. Unless FTR goes out there and just beats the living crap out of the one young buck and then just leaves them there, you know. But I doubt that's going to happen. So, um. In my eyes, that's how I would book the match. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I, I would have scratched it or I would have FTR go in there and beat the living crap out of that one young buck. Just beat him up so bad that everyone's just like, what? And yeah. just leave him in the middle of the ring and leave. Yeah. I mean, what, what a buildup that is. I mean, holy moly, wouldn't you want to see them get revenge? I mean, wouldn't you? I would pay money to see that. 
Yeah. And that's, and that's a great, you know, like you said, that's the way I would love to see it. I would love to see the match not actually happen because again, when these four guys get in the ring together, you want them at a hundred percent. You want to see that magic. You want to see, you want to see great tag team wrestling. And right now you're not going to be able to see it. And that's the whole thing with those two teams is the young bucks are great tag team. FTR is a great tag team. So you want to see the both of the best of the best of the tag teams. And one of them's hurt. So, eh. yeah. And that's a great way to book it. Like you said, have it where you don't have to just say the match isn't happening now, like have them take out the other one or have them take out Matt with his hurt ankle even more to where he can't wrestle now to, on Saturday. Like it happens in the locker room. You're done just building that, that feud, which again, these guys, sh- there's been so much shit talking when they weren't even in the same promotion online that it's like, how did we not get more between these two interacting? It was kind of just this weird. Yeah, it seems like they kept switching roles with each other. One would be heel, one would be great face, and they would turn them, the other team would have to turn. It seems like, I just don't know. I don't, there was so much buildup for this, and I was I was looking forward to see it. I was like, yes, oh my God, this is going to be the best yeah. match in AEW. Like, this match is going to go down in history. And then all of a sudden, it's like one of them was hurt, and I'm like, ah, now I'm like, what are they going to do? There's really, it doesn't look good for both teams. Um, the outcome of this match, it doesn't want me to invest depending on how they do it. We're gonna, that's you know that's I guess we're just gonna have to wait to Saturday to see how they do it. But depending on how they do it, it can be determined whether we want to see them again or we never ever want to see it ever ever again or see them wrestle each other ever again. It could go both ways, so we don't know until Saturday. So everybody, tune into AEW. Let's see the Saturday. Who knows what might happen? Yeah, man, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait to see Full Gear this weekend uh yeah and something else to look forward to on the AEW side wednesday night we're gonna get round two of the lucha bros against each other penta versus ray is gonna happen again this coming week on wednesday which which, those guys killed it the last time they were in there together fighting each other yeah but where do you go from there Uh, that's why i want to see it you know what i mean because you're either gonna you're gonna top it or you're not so it's going to be one or the other. You're going to be happy or let down. Yes. I don't want to see is, is that the last match we went over on the card? We pretty much went over every match. Yeah, yeah, that uh, tag match was the last one. I had missed that before I jumped to the pre-show. So that that's that's the full gear card. I don't think I missed anything else. Warlow doesn't have a match. What's that? Warlow doesn't have a match. N- who? Oh, no, he's not. Uh, but you got to think Inner Circle and Warlow. Express is not, uh, they don't have a match. Who Jurassic Express? No, they're not going to be on this one. Huh. Uh, Private Party's not, Brian Cage uh, is not, Brian Cage and, and Ricky Starks. Oh, no, I will say this. Oh, I'm sorry, no, that is the main event. We totally skipped the main event. Sorry, you're right. Oh my god, you need to get some notes together, Ace, before we start doing the show. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot this one either because this is probably the most excited one I am f- I'm, I'm for because I, I love Eddie Kingston. Uh, so Eddie Kingston, John Moxley in an I Quit match. Um, I don't know if you saw all of Dynamite on Wednesday, but when these two were in the ring, uh, man, I mean, it, I just can't wait for this match. I really can't. These guys are going to be great. I'm going with Moxley. I'm... <laughs> 
he's almost at 300 days of that title. I feel like it might come to an end soon. I'd have just, I wish it happens and it probably won't. I'm going to go Eddie Kingston. Uh, just because I like the guy, though, man. I could listen uh, to I got a dollar on it. A dollar on it? Yep. One dollar on the main event at full gear. I'm down. Um, what? Oh, yeah, man, that's gonna be a good man. I, I, what do you? What are your thoughts? Because I, I, I know one thing you've been kind of talked about before is that you like someone who can get on a mic and actually can you know sell what they're doing, make you buy in and believe what's happening. And to me, Eddie Kingston on a microphone, I mean, I can listen to that all day. Like I'm invested. Yeah, I just wish he would invest himself into a gym. I was, I was, yeah, I was thinking that was going to come up. And you know what? I think he's the first guy that would be like, "You're right. I should, I should." But well, uh, be sure doesn't float in my boat. But I, again, though, I, that dude for sure. Uh, that that's going to be a fun match, man. But just those, and because those two just the vibe with them is so good together. Like yeah. you buy into it, so. Um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch. One other thing I want to ask you about before we end this episode, we're going to take it back to the WWE side. And that is survivor series is coming up. We only got a few more weeks till it happens. And the one big surprise that's happening this year with survivor series that a lot of people enjoyed from last year is they are not involving NXT on the show. It is literally going to be a raw versus SmackDown show. Oh, like that. Not a lot of people do, and I think NXT, the talent from what I've heard, is not even happy with it. Like they were kind of hoping that no, was I think I mean when okay, when you look at Survivor series, they built NXT up to such a big brand now. Why would not why would they not be part of Survivor series? I mean, that that just brings more talent, more matches, a better outcome. I mean, some of the three ways you could have, you know, oh my god, we some of the best three three ways ever. If you had a one from NXT, one from SmackDown, one from Raw, oh my god, I could just picture some the, just the matches would be phenomenal. Yeah, dude, you got Finn Balor, you've got Johnny Gano. Just yeah, it blows it's, me out of the mind that they would not even think of that. It, it's pretty really, and right now I feel like since Halloween Havoc on, not that NXT hasn't been doing great, but like these last few weeks have been super like really good. I think part of that has to do with is Pat McAfee finally coming back after his yeah. stellar debut match and, and, and actually having a, a squad with him, you know, uh, Orny and, and uh, Birch, I think. And then uh, Pete Dunn. And obviously this is a setup to have them against undisputed era, uh, man. It, it, yeah, well, it makes, he's surrounded by great talent, and man, Pat McAfee—he's doing a one hell of a job, dude. What a great cool. dude! That dude is phenomenal. It's just—it's amazing. It's amazing. Like he took the mic on NXT yesterday, and they still. So for WWE NXT shows are really the only thing that actually have live fans at this moment. They do have a yeah. small number of live fans at that show. And, I believe Steph says that uh, AEW has live fans now. Yeah, they do. Do yeah, they've been AEW's been doing it for a while, and this weekend they're thinking yeah. they're gonna have they're gonna have about thousand fans for full gear. So it's gonna be fun to watch that show yeah. just with that many people there. But yeah. for WWE, NXT's been the only thing that's allowed any fans in. Raw and SmackDown hasn't yet, and uh, the fans that were there 
were booing McAfee so loud in that whole, and some of it was piped in, you know, obviously WWE does that. Yeah, it's like hard, like you can hear the real boos, and then when they do the open boos, you're like, I've heard that boo. I didn't like heard that, like, (laughs) right after that one boo, you're like, that's been on repeat. That's that's on the video game. Right, exactly. But what's fun is they got the hockey glass up, so like the actual fans bang it the whole time. And I mean, they were banging the crap out of those. Yeah, it was great. They banged the crap out of it the whole time he was on the mic. Like, he got so much. And he's playing it. He made, he reminded me of Bobby Heenan. You know how Bobby Heenan would look at you humanoids? Like, he talked to the fans and would say, you're stupid idiot. You're stupid idiot. And I was just like, this is what the old school was like. This is what it was. Uh, it was just, dude, why they're not involving these guys on Survivor Series is beyond why me. Why in Survivor Series? Well, and that you know, that's what we were talking. When, you know, you were mentioning Walter earlier, and you were like, "How is this guy not on the main?" I would put Walter in there and have him fuck. Oh, excuse my language, but have, him, but have him go in there and clean house. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Say, come out there with the UK flag. Come out there and just squash him on the guys, like, and then be like, "I stand for UK NXT." Everyone be like, "Whoa!" Right. I want to say Walter was in the last. In last year's Royal Rumble and had a pretty decent showing. If I'm, cool. yeah, I think so too. Um, but I mean, yeah, it just makes no sense. Like you got Walter, you got all these guys on the NXT talent on the, on the roster, and it's just like you're gonna you're gonna pitch put this show up with just some big names and then just some people you got just kind of floating around, and it's killing the storylines that are happening on Raw and SmackDown because now they kind of have to just stop everything they were doing so it could be like, well, no, we're against you now. Yeah, I kind of like. I think if they would have thrown in the NXT, they could have got away with keeping the storylines stir fresh for Raw and SmackDown, and they wouldn't have hurt nothing and kept uh, everything kosher. But WWE does what WWE wants to do. Yeah, I will tell you this, though. The one thing they're doing that looks interesting, and that is it looks like we're on our way to a very cool triple threat match between uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and the Bray Wyatt. I'm down for that down the line. Me too. So, all right, man. What else? What do you got going on, man? You said you had a show this week, or is it? I got a show this week, and then, of course, you know, pumping thirty. Ah, oh, sorry, it's been a long podcast. Fifty-three sports, plugging that, trying to get that uh, company out there, and basically, what we do at Fifty-three Sports is that we help wrestlers, NFL players, anybody that's into sports. We help you. Get the contract that you want. We make sure that when you sign a contract that you're getting everything and you understand what you're signing. Because a lot of guys, it's like like the music industry. You know, a lot of times the you hear about all these artists when they get young, all these bands that get taken advantage of because they didn't know what they're signing. They thought, oh, my God, this is a great deal. And they never sat there and read the fine print. Here at 53 Sports, we break down the contract for you and we show you what everything means. We help help you kind of just understand what you're signing and what understand what you're going to get out of return and what the company wants out of return of you. And um, we're doing really well. And, you know, Steph Red Velvet is one of our clients and we have a bunch of other clients and, you know, we handle bookings, we handle, because a lot of times as a professional wrestler, dealing with indie bookings can be difficult. Um, 
you don't really want to tell the promoter and then the promoter sometimes tries to haggle you down on price and if you're a good person like me sometimes you're like okay i'll do it for less and then you get there and it's just not good but at 53 sports we take care of your booking fees we make sure that you get the money that you want out of your booking fees and we make sure you get paid you do not do nothing and if you don't get paid we sue the other company you know as you know 53 sports our head guy the guy that runs the company mr cj he is one of the best attorneys that i know um and you don't want to mess with them <laughs> hell yeah so 53 sports guys make sure you check that out uh again like you said check out uh red velvet on AEW. see what else she's mixing up on there i don't know maybe they bring some women's tag team titles into the picture like wwe didn't know her and brandy could take those up that'd be nice i mean those would be what a hell of a tag team those two girls are oh they're amazing I don't know if I want more Dustin Reynolds doing the mixing and dancing in between the two of them. Yeah, but I mean, yeah he went a little too ham on that one. <laughs> he was having a little too much fun with himself there. Uh, yeah, man. Otherwise, guys, you can check me out Tuesday nights on YouTube. Uh, the two count, the number two count, uh, me and comedian John Russell. Do usually a top three list and a bunch of wrestling talk. So make sure you join us on there. This week, we're doing an 830 show starting at late. So check us out Tuesday nights on YouTube. Or on Facebook, the two count. What are we doing? We got to do. Are we announcing a guest for our next episode? Um, I got a couple of guests lined up. I got uh, King Mo. He's going to come on. I got my dad, which is going to be a really big one. Yes. Um, I know I've been saying Swagger, but Swagger will be on soon. Um, which, by the way, shout out to Jake Hagar and his fight at Bellator last week. Kicked ass. Of course he did. The dude was so, both of them were so beat up. And if you saw him on, on uh, Dynamite last night, with J- I think they said 15 stitches, messed up nose, black eye, and still won the goddamn match. Uh, dude's a beast. Uh, his wife posted a picture on, on social media that night because uh, she was ringside. And I mean, like, it, he's knocking dude out while taking up his face is just. Dude, don't mess with Jake Hagar because that guy will put any. Oh, he's like six foot six. I mean, that guy is just a beast. So, congrats to him on that big win. Still undefeated, and he beat an, the other. Only, I think the only other undefeated fighter in Bellator. Yeah, and you know, Evan Bourne is another one that I want on the uh, on the podcast. Maybe even get Thunder Rosa. That'd be enough. That'd be a good one to have on. Um, yeah. So, there's a bunch of guests that we got lined up, and. Uh, I don't know. We'll be rocking and rolling. Just look for us on Thursdays. And if not, it's every other Thursday. So yeah, that's definitely a Thursday's rack. Yeah, man. Check it out. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Click the notifications uh, so you know when we go live on YouTube as well. And all our past episodes are on YouTube as well. All of our audio-only versions exclusively on VOC Radio Nation. Check them out at vocnation.com. Check out all their other great shows. Uh, Brady Hicks in the room. Uh, uh, Shelly Martinez is on there. A bunch of great stuff going on. Yeah, the VOC has a bunch of great audio, a bunch of different podcasts, a bunch of different content to check out. So I would definitely recommend not only you know listening to us on the VOC, but checking out everything else that the VOC has to offer because their catalog of material is very, very good. And just, you know, you never know. What you might like, you, you might like someone else's podcast. Just give it a shot. 
Yeah, definitely check them out. They've got some excellent wrestling podcasts. So VOCNation.com, check them out. Thank you to them for being that exclusive spot for our audio downloads. And uh, yeah, check us out on social media. That's where you will be up to date. You'll know if we got a new episode coming out or if you just need to check out one of our past ones uh, and you can keep up to date with all the stuff we do. I try to get on and guys on Twitter, if you follow me uh, at Big Ace 4, the number four life, I try to get on during the big shows, the pay-per-views and tweet along so you can get on there, follow me and we can talk during the show as well. But Patreon coming soon. We're just working on more things. So when it does launch, it's as good as it can be. We're going to launch it the next Thursday. Guaranteed. We'll see. Well, hopefully, there it is. We're going to launch it. It's going to be done. All right. We're going to launch it next Thursday. So uh, look for that. I know someone was actually asking about having merchandise sent in for you to sign. Maybe that's something we can work out with the Patreon guys. So only, only if you do sign up for the Patreon. So check all that out uh, next week. Uh, and if there is no show next week, it'll be the week after. But yep. uh, yeah, guys, enjoy your weekend. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking so meet me here on the VOC Nation be there or be square Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll new rock and roll debuting rock and roll and some of the old classics as well we have welcomed guests from around the world national artists and more we've excited many people by our live events we've welcomed everybody into the fold and we continue to do so on a weekly basis guys that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, 
entertaining, and wrestling, check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.